Welcome to the Horse Talk Show. You never heard of a talking horse? With your host, Louisa Barton. I want to be a famous rider. Presented by Peterson and Smith Equine Hospital. Truth is, I help horses with people problems. Now here's the Brit with the bit, Louisa Barton! Yeah, baby! (laughs) Welcome to the Horse Talk Show, presented by Peterson and Smith Equine Hospital. Thank you to Larson Farms, our broadcast sponsor, Idaho's finest alfalfa. We have a great show lineup for you today. Uh, We have a pre-recorded segment with Dr. Adam Kayot at Peterson and Smith. We're going to be talking about something that many of us have this year, ulcers, 2020. (laughs) Certainly been an ulcer causer. Uh, We've also got uh, a replay of our interview with Eddie Woods, who actually started the training of the incredible champion Authentic, and we're going to share that with you. Also, we have episode four of the Gypsy Gold Farm Tour story. Um, So enjoyed sharing with you how the first gypsy vanners came to America and Dennis and Aaron, absolutely wonderful hosts at the farm and uh, a great series. And then we have a phone interview with Ashley Turlep, who is a competitor in the Florida Thoroughbred Transformation Expo and has a great story she wants to share with us, how much she loves um, the run for the ribbons and the Transformation Expo and how her family's been involved in thoroughbreds on the racetrack for quite some time. Um, So I'm excited to talk to her, but we're going to start off with a bit of news. Um, Congratulations to all Breeders' Cup winners. I'm wearing my T-shirt very appropriately. Um, Really, I'm going to share a lot with the the story of being there in Kentucky later in the show, so um, we'll talk about that more later. Uh, I do want to thank Otto Thorwolf, who um, on my return from Kentucky, not quite ready to be back because I had such a lovely time, Um, I received his book, and I'm so excited. Uh, That's actually the package when it arrived. I'm so excited um, to share this book with everybody because it's it's just amazing. Uh, It's a fantastic book um, about God's plan in Otto's life, finding his destiny and his championship ride. You were not created for ordinary because in the kingdom of God, there are no ordinary champions. And he even has something up today saying it's deer season while you're waiting for the buck to arrive. Read his book. <laughs> I love it. Uh, let's talk a little bit about the horse news. Authentic, of course, won the Breeders' Cup Classic. Uh, he was also our grade one Kentucky Derby winner and has been retired to Spendthrift Farm in Lexington, Kentucky, where he'll stand for 2021 for a fee of 75000 for a stands and nurses bowl. Very excited uh, to, um, to share later meeting him and what an incredible uh, horse he is indeed. Uh, bred in Kentucky by Peter Blum by Into Mischief, who I also had a chance to see this weekend. Ocala Stud has set its 2021 stud fees for its roster of 16 stallions for the upcoming breeding season led by Gervin, remember Gervin, whose fee will be 6,000 for stands and nurses for his third year at stud. Uh, also, Ocala Stud is gonna welcome Stallions uh, win, 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 and Seeking the Soul, both standing for 5,000 for stands and nurses, and also um, new DAC attack by Ghost Sapper, whose fee will be 2,500. So Ocala Stud's gonna have a nice lineup this year. Reigning Canadian Horse of the Year, Starship Jubilee, has been retired. Uh, I'll actually share some photos with you later of when the jockey actually came back from the race. He was unseated at the start of the race, unfortunately, and um, they are going to breed Starship Jubilee to Medaglia Doro, um, which uh, is very exciting. I'm sure that'll be a wonderful combination. Um, News of her retirement was first reported by the Daily Racing Form. Um, She was last competed in November 7th in the Makers Mark Breeders' Cup Philly and Mare Turf. Um, And that photograph, if you're watching us on Facebook, is not her. That's actually maximum security, but uh, (laughs) just so you know. Um, So anyway, we're very very sad to see um, the jockey unseated and her not make the race. She was quite popular and we thought she might win it. 
um, the ending a bit of a disappointment to her connections and many fans of her Cinderella story, which indeed it was. Um, multiple grade one winner and Eclipse award winning three-year-old champion Colt, Maximum Security, has been retired from racing. It has announced on November 10th he is now available for inspection at Ashford Stud in Kentucky, where he will stand for 20,000 in 2021. Uh, of course, he has the, the famous story of being the only horse uh, that was disqualified for a moving infraction in the Kentucky Derby, and we were there. Uh, of course, as I mentioned, he was the Eclipse Award winner as the three-year-old, and certainly has had an absolutely amazing career, even in his fourth year, winning the inaugural $20 million Saudi Cup, defeating eight individual grade one winners before transferring to Bob Baffert, um, for whom he, of course, won the San Diego Handicap, the TVG Pacific Classic. And he retires with a 10-2-0 record out of 14 starts, not too shabby. Definitely uh, a horse that you'd like to breed to. And you can go and take your mares over there to visit with him in uh, 2021. Uh, in a US EF letter today to its members, um, discussion about the Ocala Winter Spectacular 12-week series of hunter-jumper competitions scheduled at World Equestrian Center from January 6th through March 28th of 2021. Um, a lot of um, confusion a little bit for some people initially on what the situation was um, with the USEF and WEC. Um, but the ending solution um, for this is that WEC has lowered the prize money um, and will be offering stalls for the horses instead for free. That is not tack and feed, that will just be for horses. So if you've already paid for stalls for horses and you're competing, they will actually credit that back towards your competitions that you compete in um, during the season. And that has been due to some um, concerns with USEF and the NSBA competitions being in the same 12 weeks. Um, USEF concerns about participants and officials being confused and they don't ever want to jeopardize any horse or human safety. So they made the decision to, um, to remove um, the, the rating and um, so WEC has now uh, lowered the prize money as I said and horses stalls will be uh, no charge. Uh, due to the same health and safety concerns mentioned above, uh, USEF will not grant a license to WEC for the FEI Jumping Nations Cup qualifier. They have informed the FEI accordingly and the FEI will make the final decision on this event. So we'll be following that. And of course, the World Equestrian Center is an absolutely beautiful facility, um, probably one of the top equestrian centers in the world. We're certainly very glad to have uh, that center here uh, for horse people to come and compete at. So um, as we continue to watch this and follow this, um, we'll see how it progresses. But it looks like mostly um, resolved and um, hopefully that should take care of it. Uh, later on in the show, I am going to um, share with you a little bit about the Breeders' Cup weekend. Uh, one of the things I want to do is thank um, the, um, the farmland preservation group that took very good care of me in uh, Kentucky and mention again that Horse Farms Forever is having their conservation summit coming up on the 19th of November. My understanding is it's full, but you can still pay the $30 and go online and watch the live stream. I think that will be absolutely incredible. And Billy Van Pelt will be here uh, for that, as well as Commissioner Adam Putnam, who is the CEO of Ducks Unlimited. So we will be looking forward to hearing from both of them on the importance of farmland. We'll be back in just a few minutes. We're going to have Dr. Adam Kayot talk about ulcers. Stay with us on the Horse Talk Show.
Hall of Fame jockey Mike Smith. You're listening to the Horse Talk Show. I'm Louisa Barton for the Horse Talk Show here at Peterson and Smith Equine Hospital visiting with Dr. Adam Kayot and um, we're going to talk about something that is a big concern in the show and the race world and that is the large percentage of horses that actually suffer from ulcers and and Dr. Kayot's mentioned in uh, previous interviews horses being stalled up a lot which obviously at the racetracks and the show facilities sometimes turnout is just not an option and um, horses stalled up for long periods of time do get more anxious and there's something in the 90th I think percentile or higher um, of horses that, that are competition horses, either racing or Grand Prix jumpers, uh, whatever their sport might be, that actually get ulcers. Um, so I'm going to talk to Dr. Kayot a little bit about that. Dr. Kayot, um, tell us about how many horses you see with ulcers. I'm sure it's a, a lot, right? <laughs> well, I certainly treat a lot. You know, um, we, a lot of times we don't necessarily have to in order to definitively diagnose them, um, you have to stick a scope down and look at their belly and, and you can look for them. But studies have shown, and you are correct, over 90% of horses that are in some sort of competition, whether it be racing, showing, whatever, have some sort of gastric ulceration. That is, that's nine out of 10 at least, you know. So chances are, if you suspect it, it's probably there. And it's certainly, even if the horse doesn't have ulcers, even if you put it on the medication for ulcers, um, it's not going to hurt it. Um, so what, what does a horse with ulcers look like? They can look like a lot of things. There's no one, oh yeah, that horse has ulcers kind of deal. They can, they can be inappetent and colicky. That might be the most extreme. They can be cranky, don't want to do their job. They can be what we call cinchy, you know, where you just they you go to put the saddle on, they pin their ears, and they do this stuff, you know. Um, they can have uh, poor performance. They don't even have to be cranky or whatever, um, but they can just have poor performance in whatever they're doing. Um, doll doll um uh uh coat any of those things can give you an idea that this horse may have ulcers depending on how severe it is depends on would would give you an idea of how long you need to treat the horse um i typically put them on uh, either ranitidine or omeprazole uh, or a combination of both and, and those are very good medications. Horses are meant to be out grazing all day. The saliva that they produce when they're eating is a, is a buffer. And so as they swallow that saliva, it buffers the acids that are in the stomach that cause these things. When they're just standing in the stall, not eating on anything, just standing around, those acids are still working in the gut. And, and, and when they're fed, you know, two, three times a day and they're just hanging out in the stall, um, those it's, it, you know, it, 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 it's the horses get used to that happening production increases of the acids at those times. So then they get these, this high concentration of acid at feeding time and then they, they're, they're done eating and those acids are still there, you know, so it, it can make it, you know, it can make it a problem. The more the horse can be um, foraging, grazing, producing that saliva throughout the day, the less likely that is to happen. That's why you see it in your performance horses or, you know, your, your show horses and your race horses, because just given their job, they're in a stall a lot. You don't see it as much in horses that are turned out, brood mares, that sort of thing. Granted, their life is pretty easy and not as stressful too, but they're eating all day long. They're, they're doing what a horse is supposed to do. And, and so you certainly see that less. Um, and you know, ulcers can be, uh, they can be a, a real problem. I mean, it can be fatal if it gets to that point to where. Can it really? It, I, I didn't have any idea of that. Absolutely. It, it, it can, if, 
if the ulceration in the stomach perforates the stomach or does something like that, you know, and, and that has happened, you know, so, and it'll, it'll happen in foals. I mean, you'll get foals that will have ulcers and, and, and that will, will perforate. And that's, that's where you actually see it the most. So, do they think that it's genetic? I mean, can it be that if uh, if it's very strong in a certain um, in a certain family family line or breed that you might see it more? I don't know that there's any tie to that. Um, there may be, you know. I mean, certainly, certainly, we all know our horses, and some are more high strung than others, and some are more worry warts than others. Um, I don't know that there's any genetic tie to it, you know, and and maybe more connected to personality but, type. Personality type, you know, and 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 what and what uh, the horse is, is asked to do, and uh, that's probably where I would put it. But you know, there's genetic component and so much of, of you know everything that we don't even understand at this point but do you have a lot of clients who try supplementation for to help the situation as well in the feed oh yeah you know i mean there's there's all kinds you know you just go to you know you go to the feed store and there's all kinds of you know locks and all these things you know i just say <laughs> i just say that because because uh you know so there's all kinds of things out there I don't endorse one over the other, you know, I don't think that they can, they'll do any harm. I don't know how much good they do, but, you know, uh, uh, clinically speaking or anecdotally might help one horse, you know, um, it's certainly not going to hurt them typically. So knock yourself out. And you, have you seen some very extreme cases with horses in a lot of dis discomfort from, oh, from this? Yeah. Oh yeah, absolutely. I mean, they, they, the, the, the bad ones end up colicking and, and a, a very typical sign is they're the chronic colicker. Like you'll be called out one week, they'll get over it. They'll be fine. Then they're colicking the next week or the next week after that. If I treat a horse for colic and basically it gets resolved, you know, after my treatment, and then I have to come back shortly thereafter, meaning a week or so and treat the same symptoms again, I generally try to encourage the owner to put that horse on some sort of ulcer medica medication. And um, uh, that's a very typical, the chronic colicker that will, you know, that's not a cribber um, that uh, you'll see, you know, that that's very, very common. And, and if you, if you, if you tend to, um, if you tend to delve a little deeper and you ask those people about that horse, um, there might be some some other signs like the crankiness or the you know poor performance or whatever that that will come up that will give you some more indication. And if you if you want to know for sure, then we're happy to you know do an endoscopic exam and and prove it beyond a shadow of a doubt. You know, or you know it maybe maybe it's something else that you know we're going. I mean, it is possible that we go down a different road, but. But the endoscopy is going to pretty conclusively tell you one way or the other. So that's a that's a good way to get your answer. Uh, certainly a problem in uh, in show horses, uh, ones particularly that are not regularly turned out. And quite often there, there isn't an option. The horse has to be in the store. We see that a lot uh, in the racing world, certainly. And that's a high percentage of horses. So definitely worth checking out with your veterinarian. Peterson and Smith here in Ocala, 352-237-6151. I'm Louisa Barton for the Horse Talk Show here with Dr. Adam Kayot. So this week was Veterans Day. want to say happy Veterans Day to all uh, who have served this country. We are free because of all of you. And uh, lest we forget, two-legged and four-legged, uh, our respect and thanks certainly with all of you as well as our war horses. Uh, many, many thousands of horses were lost in wars. Um, also mention the reverse raffle fall fundraiser, the Stirrups and Strides. Shout out for them, grand prize winner, $5,000. Uh, please get involved with Stirrups and Strides, however you can help them. You can buy tickets. Um, and this is their fundraiser instead of their normal uh, dinner that they do. Uh, and it's very important that we help a wonderful cause uh, like that. Uh, always um, love to be involved with them any way we can. Quick mention for air show jumping before we go to break. Um, they have got the Florida Horse Park Winter Classic, January 6th to 10th and January 13th to 17th. 
Ocala's Boutique Horse Show. I'll be there. Should make 2021 much better. We'll be back on the Horse Talk Show in just a few minutes with Ashley Taylor. Stay with us. This show is presented by Peterson and Smith Equine Hospital, one of the top equine hospitals in the USA with services including ambulatory, surgery, sports medicine, reproduction, and with doctors on call 24 hours a day. Check them out now at petersonsmith.com. The opinions of the hosts and guests on the Horse Talk Show are not necessarily that of Peterson and Smith Equine Hospital. This show is brought to you in part by Summit Joint Performance, promoting a healthy, thick synovial fluid, decreasing inflammation in the joints and improving the cushioning properties of the cartilage pads. All age horses can benefit from Summit Joint Performance. Our Facebook broadcast sponsor is Larson Farms. The Larson Farms mission is simple, to be the leader in quality and value. Richard owner of Larson Farms is committed to a positive attitude, integrity, dedication, quality and teamwork. Larson Farms is committed to being your supplier of Idaho's finest alfalfa, a complete line of mixed and grass hay. Larson Farms, Idaho's finest alfalfa. At All In Removal, we offer the best service and highest quality products. Whether you need fine shavings, large flake, a custom blend, or even bag shavings, we have the bedding and removal services you need. We use only reliable late model trucks, and our team of drivers are courteous, respectful, and hardworking. We train our staff to the high standards we are famous for, and our customer service team prides themselves on being experts on our products and an advocate for our customers, helping them to maximize the value they receive. If quality and service matter, give us a try today. Hi, this is Hall of Fame jockey Mike Smith. We're listening to the Horse Talk Show. Welcome back to the third segment of the Horse Talk Show presented by Peterson and Smith Equine Hospital. Thank you to Larson Farms, our broadcast sponsor, Idaho's finest alfalfa. I have a special guest joining us on the phone from Fort Myers. She's actually a senior uh, in Fort Myers, 17-year-old Ashley Tillup. And she's going to be talking a little bit about the Florida Thoroughbred Transformation Expo. Ashley, welcome to the show. Welcome, thank you. Thank you for being with us. Talk to us a little bit about how you got started in the horses. Your story is great. Your, um, your family actually had race horses and you started riding when you were as young as seven. Can you tell us a little bit about that? Yes. So my parents actually got their first race horse when I was around seven years old, JT's Big Dream. And that's when my riding really, like, I got serious about it. And I grew up on the track. I knew how to read a condition book by eight years old. And we'd go wow. every weekend to Tampa. And I grew a connection with all our thoroughbreds that we had on the track. And then when JT's Big Dreams retiring, and we retired him, and I got to start showing him. Wow. And he, he was retired, what, at four because he was not that fast on the track? No, he was not. <laughs> I know, I read that. I thought that was kind of neat. Um, so your passion kind of grew and grew for the thoroughbreds. They're such a wonderful, versatile breed. You can do so much um, with them. But then your family retired another horse, um, Ascendancy, and you began showing him as well, right? Yes. And lots of blue ribbons, right? Yes. <laughs> and now he's in your backyard and you ride him for fun, right? Yes. <laughs> um, so tell us about One Hot Paradise. So One Hot Paradise, he had 61 starts on the track. Wow. And I was looking for a horse to do the 2019 Retired Racehorse Project that would make over in Kentucky. And since he ran so many times, we decided to retire him. We had him since he was two years old. They got him at the OBS sale. So he was eight when he retired. And then we brought him home and I competed in the show jumpers at the makeover in Kentucky. Wow. And how did he do? He did good. We got in the middle out of 120. So I was wow. really happy with that, especially oh because both of us had never done the jumpers. So I was still new to it and he was still new to it. So I was very happy with it. Wow. That's amazing. Um, now you ride five days a week. You juggle that with yes. school, I take it. Yes. Yes. So the first eight years that I lived in America, I lived in Fort Myers. So um, I'm actually familiar with that. I know that's where you are. Um, yeah. And um, so talk a little bit 
about your, your steps to actually competing at the Florida Thoroughbred Transformation Expo and how that has helped you and, and made you and your horse better at what you do. Yes, so when I first started riding, I had JT's Big Dream, and actually my first horse show was at Lorraine's at Run for the Ribbons, and I really like that horse show because it really showcases the thoroughbreds, and it's all about the horses, which is super nice, and it's kind of been like a stepping stone ever since I was eight. Anytime I needed to do something new or learn something new or I challenged like a new height, it was always at Run for the Ribbons, and so it's always been like a stepping stone for me, and we practice five days a week and I've always loved running for the ribbons. So I kind of use the open show that she does at her place and we show there and then get ready for the makeover in December. Wow. The expo. Yeah. So talk a little bit about the expo and what kind of things um, it gives you the opportunity to try. So there's so many different divisions. You could do cross country, dressage, show hunters, show jumpers, freestyle, in hand. So it's really made for any horse and any rider you can do pretty much anything even freestyle where you just come up with something that you want to do with your thoroughbred and you can do multiple different divisions you can pretty much do anything that you want and it's for any thoroughbred so it doesn't matter if it's been off the track for a certain amount of time or just off the track and you just take it it's really fun because everyone kind of cheers each other on and it really showcases the thoroughbreds and everyone just kind of comes together and it does a really good job at really showcasing them and showing that thoroughbreds can have a second chance. Isn't that wonderful? I love that. I'm a big fan of the thoroughbred breed. When I was growing up, I showed a lot on thoroughbreds, and um, I loved them. I thought they had, you know, they were smart, but they also had a lot of speed and agility and um, just, just a lot of wonderful qualities in so many of them um, to take them on to... Um, a second career. Now at the FTBOA in 2018, um, you actually won Rider of the Year. Is that right? Yes. How yes. exciting. How did that come about? We, I was doing Run for the Ribbons and I brought my horse JT's Big Dream and Ascendancy and we were winning and we got the highest points and I got a call saying that I was the Florida Three Florida Thoroughbred Breeders Association Rider of the Year and my horse JT's Big Dream also won for Horse of the Year. Wow, that's so fantastic. And you also rode on the IEA team, the Interscholastic Equestrian Association as well in Kentucky and made yes. it to the Nationals, right? Yes. Wow, that's an amazing accomplishment. Thank you. It's really incredible. And your parents still have 20 or so thoroughbreds between broodmares, babies and horses at the track. Yes. You know what's kind of neat, I think, about that is that you have been behind the scenes at the track and know what the thoroughbred's life is, is like when they're racing. I think that really helps you make that transition, don't you? Yes, it really does. To taking them on to something else. that You've, you've been a part of that world. I think that is, um, that's a huge big deal. I think that helps a lot. I'm going to read something that you sent to me. Um, I love Laureen and her program for off-the-track thoroughbreds, and I've been showing at her shows for many years. I did my very first horse show at Run for the Ribbons on JT's Big Dream. I think that is, is wonderful what Laureen and Run for the Ribbons and the um, Transformation Expo has actually done um, you know, for you and to help you um, go on and, and develop all the skills that you have. How do you juggle, last question, how do you juggle all this with school? Typically I go to school and then right when I get home from school, I go, I ride the horses and then I go do my homework. Then I do all my barn chores and then show on the weekends. Wow, you um, truly juggle a lot and still manage to get good grades. Yes. <laughs> That's wonderful. <laughs> Ashley, any last thing? Um, you'd like to add. Obviously, you'll be showing at the Florida Thoroughbred Transformation Expo this year um, yes. in, in December at the Horse Park. So I'm sure I'll get to meet you, which will be wonderful. Hopefully, yes. I can come by and chat and meet your horse. <laughs> we'll look forward to seeing you and hopefully lots of ribbons. Yes, hopefully. Thank you, Ashley, very much for joining us on the Horse Talk Show. It's a pleasure. Thank it's you. It's a pleasure. Thank you. 
And we have the um, flyer for the Thoroughbred Expo up if you are watching us on Facebook. Uh, and you can uh, see the dates. And that's at the Florida Horse Park. We're very excited. 11th to the 13th, lots of people um, will be competing. 9,000 in prize money. Wonderful to see uh, transformation of thoroughbreds from racetrack to success in second careers. I'm going to wrap up this segment. Uh, don't forget to find us on the web at thehorsetalkshownetwork.com. Also, the Horse Talk Show TV on YouTube. And you can also find us on Instagram, obviously on Facebook uh, and Twitter. So uh, we'll be back in just a few minutes on the second half of the Horse Talk Show. Stay with us. This show is brought to you and bought by Horse Boxers USA, the newest and most advanced way to safely transport your horses in style. Horse Boxers USA comes standard with a backup camera, horse cabin camera, and dual fans. Visit them at JJ Tack Shop on Highway 40 in Ocala or online at horseboxesusa.com. This show is brought to you in part by DAC Vitamins and Minerals of Florida. All horses need a solid immune system, excellent joint support, a healthy gut, and DAC has all the vitamins and minerals they need with the NASC stamp of approval. So like them on Facebook now or go to feeddac.com. DAC, it makes a world of difference. Nirvana, Ocala's premier medical spa, is leading the way in great skin with all the newest in treatment options, offering prejuvenation for younger clients and rejuvenation for all ages. Nirvana knows you want to look your very best, but we've all seen people with the telltale signs of too much work. We want you to look like you, just better, brighter and younger, with all the newest and best in technology and all in the most beautiful surroundings. Like Nirvana Medical Spa on Facebook and find them on the web at nirvanamedicalspa.com. Become a better, brighter and younger you. This show is brought to you in part by Seminole Feed Stores, family-owned since 1934. Manufacturing fixed-formula horse feeds with mindful monitoring and quality ingredients right here in Ocala in an all-natural, non-medicated feed mill. Seminole Feed, simply the world's best and safest feed. Like them on Facebook now or find them at SeminoleFeed.com. Welcome back to the Horse Talk Show. You never heard of a talking horse? Well, listen to this. <laughs> with your host, Louisa Barton. What does it feel like to be in love with a horse? Presented this hour by Palm Chevrolet, your hometown Chevy store. Now, here's your pretty, pretty Louisa Barton. You're fab, you're switched on, you're a bit of all right. Yes. <laughs> Welcome back to the second half of the Horse Talk Show presented by Palm Chevrolet, your hometown Chevy experience. Thank you to Larson Farms, our broadcast sponsor, Idaho's finest alfalfa. Uh, we are going to talk a little bit about the Breeders' Cup, but first of all, I want to mention Pulse Center of Ocala. All equestrians should be making regular stops in at the Pulse Center of Ocala. If you mention the Horse Talk Show, um, you'll get a free demo, give them a call, schedule a time to go in. The PEM ther PEMF therapy is the best, um, incredibly therapeutic for aches and pains and any kind of uh, equestrian body pains that you may have. So please check them out online at the Pulse Center of Ocala. Let's talk a little bit about the Breeders' Cup weekend. I mentioned uh, earlier on, to, to see the two biggest deal races of the weekend, the Distaff uh, and obviously the Classic, both won by horses that started their training in Ocala with our local trainers. Um, Monomoy Girl, of course, started with Paul Sharp and Authentic started with Eddie Woods. Uh, what a phenomenal weekend. I want to thank um, Billy Van Pelt and the American Farmland Trust for having me. I want to thank Derby City Couture um, for the wonderful fascinators. Um, I actually never got quite as many compliments as I did on the um, animal print one that I wore for the first day of the races. Um, and I also want um, to thank Jenna Greathouse um, from Commerce Lexington, who was absolutely so hospitable um, and wonderful. It was definitely a different experience to be there. Um, with no spectators, less than 5,000 people. 
um, there, mostly owners, trainers, and sponsors, uh, compared to the normal 50, I think, or 60,000 that they have at a Breeders' Cup there. So um, Friday was a, a very exciting day, of course, lots of great races, lots of Ocala connections and Florida breads. Um, again, very disappointed uh, with the Starship Jubilee, with the um, with the horse, uh, you know, coming out of the gate, losing the jockey. That was a um, kind of a sad moment. We were really expecting to see great things there, but um, just glad to see that the jockey and horse were both fine. And well done to the outrider that caught the horse. Um, some great moments, just some real exciting moments. And as I followed the races over the weekend, I was able to find almost every race either had a connection uh, to Ocala, Marion County, or it, a Florida bred competing. So um, hats off to all of our uh, incredible trainers that we have here that give these horses uh, such a phenomenal start um, and get them going so that they can compete in $31 million a weekend of the, the top horses in the country. And uh, again, Billy Van Pelt, great, uh, great friend of mine, made sure I had an absolutely wonderful weekend. That's the Fascinator by Derby City Couture um, that just people never stopped stopping me and saying, wow, what a Fascinator. And that was men and women. And men don't usually comment on Fascinators. So um, well done to Derby City Couture. That is a mother and daughter uh, team that hand make every single one of the hats and Fascinators. Um, between the two of them, so they are um, they're just beautiful. This, uh, of course, the next day, um, Breeders' Cup uh, Classic and Distaff Day, um, purple, uh, always the color, you know. Just um, really, really neat to, to see the top horses in the country and, and some, of course, international, especially in the turf races, um, just being able to be there. And actually, the, one of the neat things was that for a change, I could see, uh, and I could actually take pictures of horses winning because I wasn't blocked by as many people were able to get to the rail and actually be able to watch because of the, that may look like a lot of people, but that's actually about, I think about 5,000 um, compared to usually 10 times that much. And of course, that's the, the owners and some trainers and um, they have few media, but not very many. Um, that's the jockey that of course, um, was uh, unseated from Starship Jubilee and brought back, fortunately, in one piece, Laurent Giroux, um, and the horse as well, uninjured, uh, actually carried on running and was caught by the uh, outrider and then um, brought back. So uh, fortunately, as I said, no injuries. We're very, very glad. That's the most important thing. Um, just having the experience of being there, um, being up close and, you know, seeing the winners uh, certainly helps to, I think, close out who is going to be possibly horse of the year, um, you know, three-year-old of the year, filly of the year. We see all ages um, competing in the Breeders' Cup races, you know, where the Derby, um, the Preakness and the Belmont are always three-year-olds. In the Breeders' Cup, especially you see in the Classic, you know, uh, horses of all ages competing against one another makes it such a tough tough competition um, because you've got much more seasoned horses running up against um, you know younger ones so it's always a very exciting in my opinion close out kind of to the main championships of the year for horse racing and I felt very 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 fortunate um, to be there in such a limited year when so many you know were not permitted to be there so um, this was here is in the paddock um, if you're joining us on Facebook you can actually see the photos and videos of the weekend um, in the paddock. As you can see, the colors, uh, that's Swiss skydiver, the colors in uh, Kentucky at this time of year are absolutely unbeatable. It was just beautiful, um, just incredible. Lady Kate, um, we had an amazing time, uh, really, really enjoyed it. And I, I feel like I took uh, Ocala Marion County Chamber weather with me um, because it was supposed to be in the 30s at night and I think the 60s during the day. So I packed a suitcase full of um, very, very warm winter clothes and jackets 
uh, thinking I was going to be freezing. And when I got there, it was in the high 70s. And then on Saturday, it was actually in the 80s. So uh, we certainly didn't have the weather that we expected for Kentucky in November, but it was beautiful. Every single day was beautiful. It was an exceptional experience. And then on the day that I was supposed to leave, I went to the Phasic Tipton sale. What an incredible facility that is, first class. Um, was able to spend some time with Jenna Greathouse and her other half, Will, lovely, lovely guy, lovely people. Um, gave me some great hospitality to stay the night with them on Sunday and actually see the Phasic Tipton sale and see Monomoy Girl, Rushing Fall, Midnight Bisu, and all those great horses that I saw running go through the sale. And Monomoy Girl actually sold for nine and a half million uh, to Spendthrift. So Spendthrift are just outdoing themselves. Uh, I'm going to have some of the best uh, mare, brood mare bands, I would imagine. Although she'll go back to Brad Cox now and race in 2021, which I'm really excited about. And in closing, we were able to go to Spendthrift and meet Authentic himself uh, on the day that I left. So that was certainly a moment to tell him congratulations and well done. Started here in Ocala by Eddie Woods and now to be at Spendthrift, 75,000 stands and nurses fold, certainly worth it. Uh, we got to see Into Mischief as well, which was absolutely wonderful. Going to take it back now in the next segment to Eddie Woods, who started Authentic in Ocala, and share that interview with you in the next set. Stay with us on the Horse Talk Show. We'll be right back. The Equine Performance Center Ocala with numerous success stories and featuring the most advanced equine conditioning and rehab equipment available in the world today is striving to be the best in the nation. Find them on the web at epcrehab.com and like them on Facebook now. Happy, healthy horses live in fly-free barns. Don't allow annoying flies and mosquitoes to cause disease and health issues getting between you and your horse's happiness and health. Get your fly misting system now from Acres Pest Control. With over 20 years of pest control experience, family owned, licensed and insured. Get your free inspection with Acres, the best for your Acres. Check them out now at acrespestcontrol.com. That's A-K-E-R-S pestcontrol.com. This show was brought to you in part by TT Distributors, dedicated to bringing their customers a largest selection of quality horse supplements, products, and farrier supplies in Florida at affordable prices. Also online at ttdistributors.com. This hour of the Horse Talk Show is presented by Palm Chevrolet in Ocala, where the entire team is committed to making your experience in sales and service hassle-free and easier than ever with no games or gimmicks. Come in and visit on Southwest College Road or online at palmchevrolet.com. A second-to-none experience with all the amenities. Palm Chevy, find new roads. Hi, this is Hall of Fame jockey Mike Smith. We're listening to the Horse Talk Show. I'm Louisa Barton with the Horse Talk Show here at Eddie Woods Training Center with Eddie Woods himself. One of our top trainers here in this area who almost always has horses in the Derby, the Preakness, the Belmont and the Breeders' Cup. His horses always seem to make it to the classic races. Certainly one of our big claims to fame here in the horse capital. I'd like to chat to him about a horse that's been in the news a lot lately. And that would be our 2020 Derby winner, Authentic, who made his start right here at Eddie Eddie Woods Training Center. Eddie, thanks for being with us. Tell us a little bit about when you first acquired Authentic and sort of what you thought of him first off. Um, he was very immature. He was a very straightforward horse to begin with. It was a tall, lean, leggy horse, um, not too heavy, but very immature. He's a May foal. So it took a while for him to come around um, just because you, you can't push him when they're like that. And um, But everything came easy to him. It didn't matter what you did. It was always just easy for him. And um, we had him here, him here until about May of his two-year-old year. And um, we sent him on out to California then, and he was doing quite well then. It took him a while then to get to the races just because of his age, because of his youth. 
Right. Tell us a little bit about his personality. Easy to get along with. You said kind of, you know, willing yeah, to do whatever you wanted. Very straightforward, very easy going horse. The intimacies can be a high energy horses. And he wasn't, you know what I mean? He was just always very smooth. You'd barely know he was here. Everything just kind of, he just went with the flow. What did you like about him? Pedigree, confirmation, everything when you when you first decided he was one that, that, that was going to come into your training? Well, the, we, you know, fortunately SF and Starlight and what have you buy an awful lot of really nice horses. So we're kind of spoiled with quality from their point of view. And there were several others, you know, that you know, were similar and they just didn't quite get her. A couple of them did her grade one horses and what have you. Um, just weren't derby horses or didn't, you know, had little misfortunes and missed the trail. But he was, um, I don't know, he was just, he just had quality, you know what I mean? Mentally and physically, he had all quality and, um, you know, bred by a good fella, Peter Blum, who's got a lot, a lot of good pedigrees and what have you. And um, he was just pretty easy, very straightforward. Now tell us what program he would have gone through here. He would have started much like uh, horses in the round pen. Very same thing, same thing. Come in, you know, right in the shed road to begin with. Then we're out in the round pen for about a week or so. They're all going. Then we go to a paddock for about another week. And depending on how it's going and individual-wise how they're handling it as to when we go next. And the next step would then be to the racetrack. We'd um, train them all the way up, kind of up to Christmas. And a lot of them horses that are going to the races, then we'll stop with them over the holidays, so to speak, for about 30 days and pick them back up in mid-January or thereabouts. And, uh, you know, and we had a pretty clean run with him. There was no hiccups at all. Now, watching him as he progressed through his racing career and broke his maiden and, and kind of got rolling, did you know that he was going to be a star? Uh, did you know he was going to make it to the classics? His, his sire is not is usually a sprinter sire. Um, certainly a really good mare can make a difference to that. But did you ever think he was going to do a classic distance? And did you ever, even when he started racing, think, oh, my gosh, you know, he could be a derby winner? Uh, no, you're always hoping you have a derby horse. You don't know when you have one, you know, because they come from everywhere. And um, But like I said, he had a lot of quality and you were expecting him to do well. He just needed luck to go all the way through. He's not your typical intimist. They're a bit kind of lower to the ground and stouter. Hence, I think that's the reason he got a bit further. But I still never thought he'd get the mile and a quarter in the Derby. But the way he kind of, you know, he barely got it done in the Haskell, going a mile and an eight, and um, just hung on. But I think Baffert did a master job of training him with the way he breezed him a mile, all that kind of stuff. In the 10 days coming up to the Derby, the bottom he put in him made all the difference. Talk about the Preakness. Uh, what a race. My gosh, what a filly. Uh, you know, she's she second track record after Secretariat, only the sixth filly to ever win that race. At the end there, when they were sort of neck and neck, a very exciting moment uh, there. And then, of course, she just passed him just by a little bit. Uh, you Obviously, you were watching that race. What were you thinking? Well, I was hoping he'd win and get up and win, uh, which he didn't. Um, Philly's a fabulous filly. Kenny McPeak's a good trainer. And Robbie Alvarado outrode John Velasquez. He got first run on him. Um, Johnny gave that horse a fantastic ride in the Derby. He owned the race with him uh, right from the get-go, and he just controlled the whole pace of the race. He in the in in the Preakness, he was kind of in limbo going down the backside, as in he just didn't take control of the job. And um, and then Alvarado got first run up the rail, and when he got that done, it was pretty much game on and game over. What do you think uh, about the will be next? Obviously, he'll go on to the to the Breeders' Cup, and and how do you think that might play out for him? Well, the Breeders' Cup's a different kettle of fish because it's older horses, um, they're more mature, and it all depends how they've come out of their last races. Everybody, not not uh, not only authentic, but everyone else, and. Um, it's in Keeneland. Keeneland's a different track, but Keeneland should kind of suit him if it runs to normal because Keeneland is pretty much a feed, spe- feed speed favoring track. And um, and with that horse always on the front end or close to the front end, it should be to his advantage. Incredible. And tell us a little bit about Eddie Woods Training Center. You, uh, you obviously employ a lot of people, which is wonderful. How many acres? 240. 
240 acres, 200 stalls. Uh, we've got a mild dirt track, 7 8 grass track, uh, turf course, uh, gazillion paddocks, walking machines and everything else that you need to run a place like this. You're incredibly successful. You've been incredibly successful throughout your whole career. You're, uh, you know, as you know, I trace and track all the Ocala connections to the to the major races, and uh, always excited to see your name and the demerics. And you know, repeatedly we see the same people coming back up and back up and back up as as trained here, trained here at these particular establishments. You obviously do a phenomenal job. What do you attribute your success to? Very good clients. Um, and I, you know, you can't go anywhere without them. And unfortunately, we've some of the top end clients in the country and they send us really nice, very expensive, well-bred horses. And that makes a big difference to just going out and buying handy horses. It's a struggle. And, you know, and the volume thing works for us. We have a lot of horses and, um, and that always helps. Numbers work when you're trying to get that kind of thing done. And it's the same thing over there with the Merricks and Niall Brennan and what have you. They have a good volume of horses. Um, Barry Eisman, too. You know, a lot of horses for a lot of good people, so hence your chances go up. Absolutely. So when you watch them and, and follow their careers, how, how do you feel? Is it like seeing kids graduate from college? Yeah, it kind of is. You know what I mean? Uh, it's like, um, unfortunately, unlike your kids, you have some you like better than others. And... Um, and the horses that you think are really nice, you, it's good to see them come along. And then, you know, you get some surprises too. Some of them little fillies jump up and overachieve. Mm -hmm. And um, and that's always fun to watch. <laughs> and you just hope the ball keeps rolling. Absolutely. Eddie Woods, any last thing you'd like to add? Not really. <laughs> just more good horses. <laughs> that's right. More great victories for Eddie Woods at Eddie Woods Training Center in Ocala, Marion County, Florida, the horse capital of the world where I believe we have the best the trainers in all breeds and disciplines. I'm Louisa Barton for the Horse Talk Show. Incredible opportunity to be at Eddie Woods Stables and Training Center to see him in action. Uh, again, thank you to Spendthrift Farm for a wonderful opportunity to meet Authentic himself uh, settled into his beautiful new home. Honestly, one of the most beautiful farms I've ever set foot on in my life. Uh, absolutely beautiful, incredible facility. Um, got a chance to say hello to the champ and um, welcome him as he's uh, settling in there for uh, a great future. Lots of babies, we hope. And if it's anything like his dad into mischief, his sire, he'll uh, have a lot of success uh, with, uh, with babies in the future. Spendthrift and beautiful, beautiful farm. Stay with us on the Horse Talk Show presented by Palm Chevrolet, your hometown Chevy experience. We'll be right back. Acres Pest Control offers a variety of professional pest control services for farm owners, residential and commercial customers. Control pests, fire ants, mosquitoes, rodents and more. Also offering fly misting systems with speedy response, friendly service and effective pest control techniques. No contracts and affordable, effective pest control. Acres, A-K-E-R-S, is the best for your acres. Check them out now at acrespestcontrol.com. World-class equine rehab promoting faster recovery is available at the Equine Performance Center Ocala. Hyperbaric oxygen therapy and underwater treadmill, a saltwater spa, an aquapacer, magna wave, a vibration plate, swimming pool, massage and laser therapies. With post-surgical care, memberships, packages and BOGOs, EPC delivers a rejuvenated horse through proven and innovative rehab. Like Equine Performance Center now on Facebook and find them on the web at epcrehab.com. This show was brought to you in part by TT Distributors, dedicated to bringing their customers the largest selection of quality horse supplements, products, and farrier supplies in Florida at affordable prices. Also online at ttdistributors.com. This hour of the Horse Talk Show is presented by Palm Chevrolet in Ocala. Experience the difference in buying. Palm makes it simple with no pressure, the best sales staff, and lots of inventory. Experience the difference at Palm Chevy in Ocala or online at palmchevrolet.com. Palm Chevy, find new roads. Hi, this is Hall of Fame jockey Mike Smith. We're listening to the Horse Talk Show. 
Back on the last segment of the Horse Talk Show presented by Palm Chevrolet, your hometown Chevy experience. Thank you to Larson Farms, our broadcast sponsor, Idaho's finest alfalfa. Switching it over now to the Gypsy Gold Farm to listen to Dennis and Erin tell their wonderful story about the Gypsy Vanners coming to America. Happy to be here with Dennis Thompson and Erin Mahoney Thompson. Uh, we've been talking about uh, how the Gypsy Vanners came to America, how they became a breed, the great story uh, of the visit to the Gypsy camps. And uh, Dennis, of course, uh, was married to Cindy at the time, who very sadly uh, passed away. And that was actually 18 years ago. Um, and then, uh, much later on, actually, uh, he met Aaron. So I'm going to let him start by telling us about the romance. Well, the romance, it was modern day. <laughs> A thing called Facebook. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, there was, believe it or not, Gypsy Vanner horses jump. And there was a photo of a beautiful Gypsy Vanner horse stallion uh, that was being professionally jumped. And, uh, yeah. And Aaron uh, noticed that photo and commented on it. And I said, uh, that's my genetics, you know, and she probably thought I was, okay. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So I think I invited her to visit my website, and and she did, and we conversed for several months, and she came to America, and I invited her to come visit me, and the rest is history. And that was ten years ago, right? A long time ago, yeah, yeah. It was about ten years ago, yeah. Was so, it was it love at first sight? Uh, yes, it was, as a matter of fact. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, it was. Beautiful. Yeah, beautiful woman. Yeah, yeah. Erin, your side of the story. I would say it was an instant connection. I mean, I didn't know who Dennis was before I met him, and, you know, I, I just, it was just, it wasn't real to me, you know, and when I met him, um, you know, I realized um, the work that all of this entailed and, you know, we just worked side by side for years and over the over years our uh, relationship developed into something we were inseparable. We're still inseparable. I mean, we spend every day together working side by side and um, but it definitely was love at first sight. There was an instant connection. Like I think both of us had a softness about our personalities, our love for animals. Uh, we have a lot in common as far as um, our backgrounds. Uh, he raised four daughters. I was one of four uh, girls in my family. And um, I think our just the way we live our life, um, I think we're both very loyal, dedicated, hardworking hard people. And um, we're intrinsically very good people. You know, we try to live a pretty drama-free life. I think we're, we're very peaceful people. And um, we just fit. And um, plus, he had a great smile. And, you know, he's charming. He has a great sense of humor. When he starts laughing, you know, if he's not cracking himself up, he's not, you know, he's not, and nobody else is laughing either. You know what I mean? Like, he starts laughing, everybody laughs. So um, he's got a great smile, very pretty blue eyes. And he was just, charming. yeah, he was very charming, very charming. So we just had fun. And I think that was key. You know, we just, for years, we just had fun. You know, even when we worked, we had fun. She was very sick. When I, the day she came to visit me, and I had to take her to. Uh, oh, yeah. What a Mer first date. Yeah, no, no, she was ex very sick, but we laughed all the way through it. So uh, I think that was important. You know, yeah. it's never fun to be sick, but no. uh, oh, but she. You yeah. literally saw me at my worst. That was our first meeting, and um, so you got that over with. Right we away. did, honestly. I mean, it was like crazy. I mean, I was very sick, and. Um, what caused that? Was that his cooking? No. I, I had a, a crazy thing was I had a double ear infection and I had a double, I had a sinus infection. So I couldn't walk. I had water on my inner ear. So I was nauseous. Oh yeah. It was really pretty. Oh yeah. He saw me at my best. It was yeah. so humiliating. But, um, but that's how we met. And um, from there it was just, I mean, it just got so much better as you can imagine. Um, but we've been together going on 10 years yeah. and uh, we got married. Four months ago now? April 19th. April 19th, we got married. Yeah, yeah. 
you know, that's my mom and dad's wedding anniversary, is by the way. Really? It really is, yeah. Oh. So tell me about how you decided to, to spring the proposal. Oh, I mean, after 10 years, you... <laughs> There's not much of a spring. That's a, that's a pretty loose spring. <laughs> Are you going to tell them who married us? Oh, yeah. It's a great story. Oh, this is great. Yeah. I have a... Uh, um, it's just crazy. I mean, the, our friend Mark Cameron, he lives behind us. And uh, he had just moved in, and we had a horse. This is terrible, but we had a horse die on a Sunday. And you know how that is. Trying to get anybody to come out and bury a horse on a Sunday was, is a big deal. And he had just moved in behind us several years ago. And Dennis was like, he saw a front end loader in his yard. And he's like, oh, my God, I've got to do it. I've got to go over and introduce myself. And I'm like, all right, we'll go over. So we go over. We start talking to him. And, and uh, we ask him if he'll come and bury our horse. And he was just like, are you serious? Like, and we were like, sorry to do this to you, but will you do it? And he came over. And he was just like, Jesus, I don't know how you people do this. Like, he was literally, like, viscerally, like, upset, like, when he left, we gave him a case of beer, and we gave him a load of cash, and and he was just like, we didn't know, we didn't know if we'd ever see him again. You know what I mean? And now, you know, over the years, he's buried all of our horses that have passed on, and and um, now he's like, he comes over and he digs only. He's like, you think it's deep enough? You know what I mean? Now, now he's like a professional. Like he'll stand at the edge and he's like, I'm not sure I have that thing deep enough. You know what I mean? Like he's like, you got the lime? You know? He's just like. He's wonderful, so sensitive, so wonderful. And Dennis was like, I think Mark should marry us. Because and, uh, so, right? Yes, and so I'll let Dennis tell the story of how he... Well, just, uh, I, I, you know, obviously he's qualified to, what do you call he's that one? He's a notary, yeah. So, you know, that we wanted to get married, and we're, we were married actually where he buries all the horses. That sounds terrible, but it's a beautiful place. It's a beautiful hill. Uh, yeah, it's a beautiful hill. We call it Fair Hill. And um, well, when you called him up, you told him that it had nothing to do with bearing horse. Right, right, right. Hi, neighbor. I'm not calling you to bury a horse. I need you to marry me instead. Exactly, exactly, <laughs> yes. exactly. But anyway, it was beautiful. It was simple. There wasn't very many people there, and yeah, job. of course, with this COVID, yeah. you know, it, we, we were in the thick of it. Yeah, in April. Now, I said to Aaron, "What well, did you deliberately get married in a pandemic so you don't have to have any family?" <laughs> I, I think we were we were wearing masks. We, we did. We, yeah. Of us yeah. We so I I lifted her mask and kissed her. <laughs> 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 it, was, it was actually the perfect. We worked up until three o'clock, yeah. and then we went and showered and everything, and. We walked up to the top of the hill, and um, our neighbor had delivered these two big sprays of flowers, beautiful. so we would have beautiful yeah. photos. He was, he's an amazing neighbor, as you can imagine. And um, it was so simple and elegant and filled with love. It couldn't have been any better. Nice. Couldn't have planned it any better. Yeah. yeah. Good. An amazing romance. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's been good. Yeah, it's been very, very good. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. I only like that kind. I only like the happily ever afters. And um, Dennis Thompson, a guy who, when he's laughing, you cannot help but laugh. The whole room laughs. And a beautiful wife uh, who came along at just the right time in his life. And the two of them have this incredible tourist spot here at Gypsy Gold Farm Tours and uh, a real favorite in our area and way, way, way beyond. One of the most incredible places to visit, my opinion, in the world. I'm Louisa Barton for the Horse Talk Show. Don't forget to like us on Facebook at the Horse Talk Show, to um, subscribe to our YouTube channel at the Horse Talk Show TV. Also find us on other social media outlets, Twitter, and Instagram. It's been a great week for the horse world. We've got lots more coming up. Make sure you join us at the same time next week. And whether you're in Ocala, Marion County, Florida, the horse capital of the world, happy horsing around until next time.